think we are back with Chicas Políticas, episode two, part two. Thank you for coming back. We're going to continue talking about Paso Robles, what happened with ethnic studies, what is happening with the ban on critical race theory at Paso Robles School District, but also at Lucia Mar School District. Thank you for listening. <music> Now, what we're talking about for pastoral with school board, that's just like the background, right? <laughs> you just, you just uh, learned that they've had financial issues in the past. They are going through a somewhat of a sketching, in my opinion, from looking from the outside uh, situation with their, was Measure M um, and, uh, and how those funds are going to get invested. Now you're learning about Georgia Brown, if you hadn't heard about it. Um, it's not really clear, it seems like how that's going to work out. And then with that backdrop, which is very active, very present to the community, the people that are involved with the school district, you bring in what happened a couple of months ago, which was ethnic studies. And that, uh, when was it? Like maybe three months ago? I'm really bad with time, but. Yeah, and ethnic studies, once again, right? Ethnic studies is when you have such a large population of Latinos, Latinx, and black students, right? Mm -hmm. um, the black students, we don't have such a large population, but you know, lumping them all together mm -hmm. as uh, minorities. The ethnic studies movement was something so powerful and a big shout out to Dr. Susana Lopez, to Carrie Alvord, to Netta Perkins. And there were so many amazing people that yeah. were in the forefront of that movement. When you, and this is the crazy part that I just don't understand with all of this shit show with the school district, there have been such an outpour of local community members, Bearcat alumni that have gifted their time and energy to make ourselves available to the district so that we can work together. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't understand. And we're talking about some community members. I, you know, like uh, Dr. Susana Lopez, um, she's pregnant. Yes, she's a let's doctor. talk about that. She has two kids, I believe. Um, you know, she has her job, and then on top of that, she Cal Poly professor, Cal Poly professor, private and, practice, yeah. yeah. And then she offers up her time along with so many other great community members, and kind of get disrespected, disrespected, right? ignored, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, there was a personal attack. I felt like it was a personal attack with Chris Ryan that attacked her. And Chris Ryan is the guy that wrote systemic racism is a myth. Board president. Uh, board president of the current pastoral school board. Um, and what, what did he do? It was it was so heartbreaking to watch that happen. She wanted to speak in Spanish. Uh, there was Carrie had, um, you know, talked about ethnic studies and the value behind it and the work that had been done by the students, too, because it was student led as well mm -hmm. and staff led and all these amazing things. And Susana, Dr. Susana Lopez wanted to share that same sentiment. In, in Spanish and she just got beat down absolutely hell no from Chris Renz and it was so painful to watch and, and shout out to Dr. Susana because she she was so composed mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I could have been composed when she... I saw the video of what happened to her and how Chris Renz just just within a couple of words just like stop her uh, I felt personally attacked and I wasn't in the room. It wasn't live. And I obviously wasn't. Keep in mind, she was pregnant. Yeah. She, a pregnant woman. 
Jen getting attacked. Just completely shut down because she's speaking in Spanish, and Kristen some said something like, "You speak English. Why don't you speak English?" Right. Yeah, and it was very painful to see this white man attack mm. this Latina, and then a, a know, white man that we know has uh, a racist ideology. Right, you can you cannot call it in any other way right. when someone writes Let's something that's it like is. systemic racism is a myth. You know, that's a racist ideology. Whether you consider yourself a racist or not, that is you know debatable in your own problem. But you have racist ideologies. Yeah, and that was the thing too, like to see all of that happen to Dr. Susana Lopez, it was heartbreaking and it was wrong. And, you know, I don't even think there are any repercussions to Chris Aran, board mm. president. And that's what we've been asking too, right? When you when when the school district uses to their benefit their financial hardships to close down a program for Spanish, uh, uh, for English learners, that's strike one, right? Strike two, um, you know, the fact that our English learners are falling behind, right? Uh, the fact that you want to close uh, a brown, prominently brown area neighborhood school, strike three, the fact that we have been asking for translations and access, which is within mm -hmm. the Brown Act, which that's, that's not my opinion. That's not my <laughs> want. That's the law that you're violating. Okay. Mm -hmm. Strike four, mm -hmm. the fact that you've been attacking community leaders, mm -hmm. Hispanic people who have been calling in in Spanish. Cause it wasn't just Dr. Susana, like Chris Ryan has done the same to you, has done to the same you. to me. That's just three other, people that we yeah. know. <laughs> other folks that strike five. Yeah. Right. So there's all there's there's a his there is behavior patterns. Yeah. That we documented. Can, yes. Yeah. That we have seen, and mm -hmm. this is not even the last six months. This we're talking about years, and yeah. there's probably other stuff we don't even know about, right? Yeah. And so the biggest issue with with the ethnic studies, he was an opportunity to listen to the community, mm -hmm. which there was such a huge positive response. And this was going to be and always was going to be and it ended up being just in what do you call it elective elective class it was an elective opportunity it wasn't even like a required class no even though it should be required to everyone mm -hmm. right and the state of california is already moving mm -hmm. in that direction why would we not he was an opportunity and this is where i get frustrated he was an opportunity for paso robles school district to to start the healing process mm -hmm. to move in the right direction mm -hmm. to say we're gonna lead the way we're, we're gonna we're gonna come together and we don't want to show we don't want to show that we're racist because we're not racist right let's give yeah. an opportunity yeah. to to because this is the other thing too and it's it's crazy this is all coming together right there's yeah. a george floyd situation there's the tiana situation there's so many things that we're seeing within the latinx community too in the forefront of this great awakening in this country mm. children need to have an opportunity to digest history being made yeah the history that has been ignored yeah and in the process of all of this find a way to feel empowered to see themselves in these books yeah to see themselves that they too are inventors yeah. writers scientists yeah because ethnic studies was is not this crazy radical perspective of the world it's just ethnic studies you just talk about you know different ethnicities even like the diversity in the community different contributions it's like actually a pos it should be a positive thing but then you have someone like chris Aran and other members of the board that are not that much better um and you present them you know uh uh an educated latina 
uh, that speaking that wants to speak Spanish. Her first language, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that wants to speak Spanish that just picks up uh, talking about ethnic studies and just create the perfect bomb for them to react in such a defensive way as if their own identity was being attacked. Right. And the way uh, that also Mr. Mr. Land, uh, who was the teacher mm-hmm. who was going to be te- who's going to be teaching this, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, the, the way that they even treated a white man was crazy yeah. to me. The fact that the, all the different hurdles mm-hmm. and these are all qualified people. It's like in the mm-hmm. same sentence, you want to you want to applaud how great, you know, Mr. Land is. And then that same sentence say, well, I don't trust you. Which and, they did, right? Yeah, they, 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 yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And that's the part where it's like. I, I, there's so, you know, I, I used to say that we in Paso Robles, cause this, this is the, and I, this is a whole different topic, but, um, the fact that there's a lack of equity of access of representation of language and acknowledgement in the city of Paso Robles is not limited to just the school district. Yeah. We're seeing that also in our city. Yeah. So, so uh city councils don't don't think you're off the hook i'm coming after you too after so you might want to get it together but um you're but you're, the, you're put on notice yes just giving you some grace uh but this is the thing is that you know with 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 the reality that we want representation yeah right? we want to be seen yeah and in the reality where we're a lot of times like our leaders and our greatness goes beyond Martin Luther King, yeah. Cesar Chavez, yeah. Dolores Fuerta, yes. like, like the reality that we're more than just those leaders yeah. right? and those, and those are charismatic leaders, yeah. right? We always see Cesar Chavez and Martin Luther King painted as these perfect protesters yeah. that were peaceful. Yeah, that everyone loved the entire time, right? Now that they were like literally sent to jail and literally killed. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And that's the thing that was heartbreaking about ethnic studies is like, and where, where we lack that leadership is like, are we thinking about the kids? Because keep in mind, school boards should be nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. The school board should not be acting on their political mm-hmm. views. It should always be in the best interest of the students and the district. Yeah. And we have moved so far away with that. Yeah. And it got to a point on Tuesday's meeting where, you know, they're presenting about renewing a, a contract about gardening at the school. And they have this, this organization coming in, teaching the kids about, you know, gardening. Yeah. And was that One Cool Earth? I think think it's One Cool Earth. Yes. Shout out to One Cool Earth. And one of the board members said how far One Cool Earth was going to be teaching if they were going to be presenting the Green Deal. The Green Deal. Are they they talking about the Green New Deal? Are they going to be talking about climate change? Because if they are, then, then we don't want them. And it's like, what? And that's the thing, right? We got to, we got to think that, you know, um, but once again, are we acting in the best interest of children? Are yeah. we, we need to not be sending our community members, our students, our parents in this emotional roller coaster, because I cannot express to you, um, Rita, how many times I've heard from community members, how triggering and how toxic the last six months have been to hear like people want to participate, but they are so triggered by the behaviors of the school board. Yeah. You kind of, I feel like if you are a community member currently that wants to participate and work with the school board, you pretty much have to be ready to take on a shield with you and your weapon of choice. 
right? Because it, it does feel like a war. And, you know, we are talking about George Brown, the financial issues that they've had, sketchy decisions that they have made. And now we're talking about ethnic studies and how there was this big argument and they had to make it political. But then it didn't just stay there. Like the whole ethnic studies was an extremely painful exercise put that put our community to test. And a lot of people came in support of ethnic studies. And there were a lot of people that voiced their concerns and fears about ethnic studies that sadly are just based on misinformation from our perspective. But um, you would think that it would stay it would stay there but that's not how these people in power work like we're seeing it with them we're seeing it with the conservators we're seeing it with chris arend he didn't just stop there he brought in a resolution for the this tuesday meeting that we just attended and um they put it at the end of the agenda another one of those tricks right put it at the end so no one stays we start talking about it like 9 p.m at night go still 11 p.m at night you know, again, one of those same tricks from the same old bag of tricks. And they put in the agenda. And I, my opinion is that he thought that it was going to just pass and that, you know, he was going to say he critical also, race yeah. theory is bad and it's, it's the evil and we just got to ban it because it's dangerous. And he was so sneaky about it, right? Like yeah. the, the fact that you didn't educate, like you didn't share the information that this was even going to get on the agenda. Yeah, because when the item was presented, so every item gets presented, okay, now we're going to speak about item, I think it was J3 or something like that. And it's about this resolution that was presented they someone said like well we're just gonna we just it was like a little bit of a chaotic moment like a couple minutes and they were like well uh we just want to say that this is just going to be informational because we haven't reviewed this resolution and it hasn't gone through legal or other reviews and it's like how did it make this into the agenda like i i am part of organizations and we put so much thought into anything that goes into the agenda and there has to be ready it has to be like work cooked you know you have to have support and you have to have the right people informed that it's coming into the agenda and when the board that is setting the agenda doesn't even know the agenda items it's like it just tells you that there's definitely something sneaky going on in the back you know and it's clear that they don't have communications among themselves mm -hmm. and it's clear that the superintendent is not capable of that leadership position either right and and it's clear that there is no leadership on the school board either right it was like, very clear you, to say yeah and, and it's heartbreaking because what's happening is that you're you've already broken the trust in the community you're mm -hmm. continuing to break the trust in the community mm -hmm. when you already saw the outpour and in, in the majority of ethnic studies that what people you know rallied behind and it was positive mm -hmm. and you shoot it down and you beat it down yeah. just to say first first people the majority voted no yeah. the ethnic studies was not a thing and yeah. the irony of it is then you have chris arend being quote unquote like the superhero mm -hmm. and trying to cut a deal to negotiate yeah. to have ethnic studies yeah. like well let's have it but let me review the books that you're gonna teach not just review yeah. but let me I want to go into the classroom yeah. and also I want, teach I want to teach this right yeah and and the fact that you know at the end of the day which um, might be worse than not having it <laughs> right it's gonna be a pilot right it's gonna be a yeah, pilot. pilot we're so, gonna try it out for yeah we're gonna one try year, it yeah. to make sure it's safe enough yeah. and that's the yeah. thing that the fact that I was so disappointed that it got super watered down at that point is it even ethnic studies yeah if, if it's going to be manipulated and manhandled yeah. yeah and 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 done in the eyes of who is not part of our yeah. identity yeah. as a person of color and i remember the that integrity meeting, in that yeah and i remember that meeting i pretty much remember that meeting people pretty much begging the board of like mm -hmm. just stop like let us let us try it out have some trust like 
it was like a crying right. from the community and from the people right. saying just stop fighting us on this and keep in mind uh we the community and i'm so proud the community of paso robles we have nothing but have been gracious Mm -hmm. we have presented ourselves in a polite manner. Mm -hmm. We have uh, never called anyone out of, out of their name. We've never stepped out of character. Uh, and I'm not part of Paso Robles, so I can, <laughs> you can stay say out of it. <laughs> <laughs> We've never bullied anyone. Um, and I think people confuse, right? It's what you said earlier, Rita, that people take things personal and it's yeah. not personal. It's holding accountability, yeah. right? It's holding accountability to say, okay, this is, this is not happening in this. And, and it's this. for the greater good. Cause Chris Rand's not always going to be there. Yesenia Chavaria is not going to always be there, but it's like, what stays right in five years from now, who's right. going to have an easier time with these type of programs. Right. So, so that happened with ethnic studies. But then Chris Aran doubled down like they always do and brought a resolution for critical to ban critical race theory on last Tuesday's meeting. Which it was my understanding that it was like, because obviously it's clear that they don't have communication. And when I say they, I'm talking uh, the school board mm -hmm. uh, officials amongst themselves, uh, the superintendent mm -hmm. keeping an eye on staff and the board. Mm -hmm or even the superintendent being the leader mm -hmm. um, or staff, because th this is what I don't understand, which is my, my, what I grasped from Tuesday's meeting is that Chris Arend decided to write an opinion piece and take that opinion piece mm -hmm. as far as he could yeah. to try to get some sort of resolution to yeah. ban critical race theory yeah and i don't know how much he actually believes in it or if it's just one of those tools that he's using to climb up this ladder within the republican party or the conservatives you know like does he want to run for mayor does he want to run for city council next does he want to get supervisor some leadership <laughs> position you know right. is he just trying to build up this uh but you know group what's crazy of haters but you know what's crazy about him Rita, mm -hmm. that he is such like he likes to stir the pot for the sake of reaction yes right because that's the thing it's like you can't come into an interview and be dressed the part but not have the credentials mm -hmm. right which is a lot of what he the, the tactics that he does so here he wrote this opinion piece and shout out to Carmen Boquin, a young activist from, from Paso Robles. I love her public comment. She's like, if this was a, if I had to give a grade to this paper, it would have gotten enough. Like, where are the resources? Where's the citations? Like, you know, and that's the thing, like, you can't just, your opinion cannot become factual. Like, yeah. show me, show me the resources. Cannot become policy, just dangerous, right? And this is the most dangerous part about putting those type of people in positions of power that they use their opinions or personal beliefs and make them law. Just like we have seen today, um, I believe it was today, the governor of Florida just signed a bill that would make it so students are asked about their personal beliefs and, you know, put down. And, and it's like, it's to a point, we've seen the same with critical race theory in Florida and, you know, other states, Texas, and I think it was like Ohio where um or maybe Idaho I'm sorry I always get those two confused but uh they're different different um different states in the U.S. that are going that have Republican or conservative uh governors that ha are banning it and are banning it in this idea that banning it in schools even though it's not even in the curriculum this is not in the curriculum people keep this in is mind not in the curriculum critical race theory is taught to law students yeah in college like 
This is not in a curriculum. School. Yeah. At most, it might come up in like discussion, but it's not taught in schools. Right. And, it's, but, it, and just to clarify, it's not being taught right now, guys, because there, yeah. was, there was some public comments that were saying that like it was it was being taught. It is not being taught. Yeah. It's that's just all misinformation. But, you know, they're they're banning critical race theory in these conservative states. Uh, they cannot do that in our state because we don't ha- we don't we have a democratic governor and that will never allow that to happen because it's it's ridiculous. We're not even teaching it in schools. But within those type of resolutions, like the Chris Aran resolution in Paso Robles, um, which is you know we don't we have a a, a democratic or a rational governor in my opinion in California, and so they're trying to do it at the very local level at school boards, and hitting in those type of resolutions or bills is just racist message and just uh it's silencing impressive. it's silencing again just like the gag order within Dow, just like uh, all, all other efforts into silencing voices of color and people of color and to and to hide their own experiences and that happened with ethnic studies and now it happened again on tuesday at the pastor with school board meeting yeah and there's so much gaslighting and that was you know the point that i wanted to make about the lack of leadership is like you know, we just went through this whole emotional roller coaster of ethnic studies. Yes. That, that hurt so many people. That's painful. So many, it, it was, it was so heartbreaking. It was emotional, now, painful. Yes, it was traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And now you're gonna, you're gonna bring this on when, when you're not even, you don't even know what you're presenting Yeah, and just, and, and get people rattled up because this is yeah. personal. This is people's livelihoods. You mean to tell me you're scared that your child is going to be attacked or what, isn't that what this country has been doing since George Floyd? Yeah. Since, since Rodney King. Yeah. Since we've had slaves. Yeah. And it, there were some uh, parents, sadly, I think all white parents who gave this comment. I was in the room, but I, I believe that was the case um, that were saying that they didn't want their childhood, their child's um, innocence to be stolen by talking about racism. And it's like such a privileged, uninformed, really ignorant comment to make. What about the childhoods of black kids? What about their innocence? What about their parents having to talk to them about racism from when they're going to school because they will they will experience it? Yeah. What about them being told don't use a toy gun at the park because you will get killed? Right. And I think that's part of the insensitivity, right? And then we hear it too. If my child is young enough to experience racism, then your child is is, is ready to learn about racism, mm-hmm. right? And it's not just a feeling or, or an opinion. It's like backed up by studies that show that kids, when presented with these issues and these themes, um, even as early as five, year, five years old, they can understand and they can have questions and concerns and share share their own perspectives. And the problem is that we haven't done that with previous generations. So now we have parents who have the audacity to come to meetings and give those type of ignorant opinions, and they're ignorant. We're all ignorant in some in some uh, capacity, yeah, in some capacity, in some topic. And those parents were ignorant on that topic. And I think it's clear too, right, that you know when politics start moving into our school districts, it's it's really heartbreaking in the sense of how far people will take it to really get a kick out of emotion. And I yes. think that was the part that was that was the goal, really, right? Yeah, that was really bothersome. That here was another situation where. Uh, you know, even even to see there there 
you know, with security, with Paso Robles uh, School District, they do have an officer present. And then I had to step out to take a break because it was just too much. I'm in the parking lot of the school district and I see four police officers rolling up like something is about to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was I was sharing this with a friend. I'm like, that's a major microaggression. She's like, Yesenia, stop calling it microaggression. Call it out for what it is. Yeah. Right. Like all of a sudden we're talking about critical race theory what you think we're going to act out of character that's really what you think about us yeah like you really think that you need five officers i mean there are some counties in the country where they have brought up the topic of critical race theory and it it has been done um and i want to quote uh courtney hale from race matter slow who's just an awesome activist awesome community member and slow she told the New Times, and I think it's a re- really great way to sum this up, but critical race theory is only now becoming controversial as part of a campaign to rev up identity politics before the next election. And I think that that's really good way to explain it, that critical race theory has been uh, brought down to our school boards to really create this race war, right? To get uh, white people afraid of uh, minorities and to get them so uncomfortable and so scared that they feel like their country is being stolen and, and the country that they knew it's being stolen from them when we're only trying to take steps forward towards the right. equity and inclusion diversity the healing process yeah and you're in paso which so it must be so much more you know personal to you to be seeing this in your school district but we should all really feel uh, for the Paso community that was put into this situation. And it didn't just happen in Paso. It also happened at the Lucia Mar school board meeting. Um, and it happened at the same time. It happened on Tuesday night as we were watching the Paso Robles school board, the Lucia Mar Unified School District uh, had a board meeting and they were talking about a new curriculum. And I believe they were trying to um, uh, approve a, a curriculum with uh, called Character Strong Curriculum. And uh, apparently the founder of this curriculum or something like that of, of this program is somewhat of a sympathizer of uh, critical race theory, which critical race theory is nothing bad. It's just something taught in law school. And somehow they connected this person to, to critical race theory. And so everyone was just against this curriculum. And if you read the reporting on it, it the curriculum, the program just tries to sh- to teach like um, uh, empathy and kindness and respect. But, you know, the misinformation got to parents. And again, the same, a similar thing that we saw in Paso happened at Lucia Mar. Um, and by the way, there's right now also a recall effort, uh, the Lucia Mar uh, school district where some of their school board members are being recalled by, oh, by a group of yes. parents. Yeah, well, not yes, because in this case, they're being recalled because of decisions that they made during the pandemic, which uh-huh. everyone was just, you know, going through bad, a bad time during the pandemic. And they're being trying to recall uh, these uh, school board members because, because they are more left-leaning and uh, blaming them for not getting kids back to school faster. And this is a prime example. I got excited because for some reason I thought it was like, you know, the yeah. villain, right? But we have no. to, this is a prime example that you have to like be engaged and know, right? Yeah. You got to know. So, it's so hard to know because the group that is behind this, uh, the name of this group that is behind the, the, 
this recall. I believe they're called Central Coast Families for Education Reform. And it sounds like nice, right? Like, right. oh, what could be better about that? <laughs> and then you realize that the groups that be are behind them, the people that are involved, are actually very political on the conservative side. And they have been supporting people that are uh, running for office that want to keep want to take like basic rights like women's choice and uh, that don't believe in science that have been that have been saying COVID is a hoax you know and so the relations between those groups um, it does take time and it's one thing that there's there's a world of the pastoral school board and the community that it serves but then there are other worlds south county and you know central um, that are going through their own issues and each person that is listening to this, uh, you might, you most likely are somewhat related to one of the issues that are happening in your and it's, district. Uh, you know, and it's probably happening everywhere, right? Different mm -hmm. counties, different states, you know, just because yeah. California, you know, is progressive doesn't mean that, you know, you can go to like LA and I'm sure it's crazy over there too, you know, and, and up in the Bay Area too. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to be really, really diligent to know what are the alternative motives of people. Unfortunately, it's, it's so gone hard. to that point. It is so hard. And um, if you want to know more about this recall effort at Lucia Mar, you can look up the group uh, Friends of Lucia Mar Forward. It's a group that I follow. Uh, they're on Facebook, Friends of Lucia Mar Forward, and they're pretty much uh, shining light on who's behind this recall, which, by the way, I think it's going to cause, um, I, I hope I'm not getting it wrong, but I think it's some, somewhere around $350,000 to oh the God. school district just to have this recall. Which yeah, and, and let me correct myself. Please do not sign the recall <laughs> petition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll have to talk about about the recall because I think a lot there's a lot of misunderstanding to how recalls work and all yes. of that stuff. But, you know, my, my whole thing is become civically engaged. At the end of the day, there's so much going on. I know my heart goes for Paso Robles. Uh, you know, that's my hometown. I'm a proud Bearcat alumni and uh we want to save that school we want to save georgia brown right we we don't want we don't want a neighborhood school to go away mm. we want equity for hispanic families um you know and, and we also want representation and i think that's the biggest thing because i'm seeing a lot of that too where people are asking okay you send me what are the next steps yeah you know uh and the next steps is you, we got to run for office you know um i'll be honest with you guys i'm on is a five-year announcement announcement right that i'm on a five-year <laughs> plan my goal is to go to law school so i'm definitely nice. not able to to make that a priority in the next five years um i love my community and i do as much as i can for my community but you know i also have dreams and goals for myself that i want to make sure yeah because i know once i get that law degree mm -hmm. i will be like you think I'm on fire right now? Imagine when I'm like, licenciada Yesenia Chingona. Is that a threat? <laughs> I feel like that's a threat. Take it for what it is. I said what I said. Um, but, you know, we, we need other people because, yeah. you know, we need people to step up. Look, you obviously by judging by the school board that we have right now yeah. and prior leadership, yeah. it's clear you don't need to know what you're doing. But, but the, if you don't know what you're doing, you get elected you gotta ask for help. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get your community rallied behind you. Yeah. Look, we're not gonna, if you, if you have a heart to serve and you want to run, 
I will support you. Yeah. I will do everything in my power to support you, but it's not just Yesenia or other organizations supporting. We, we got to get come together as a community to do the fundraisers, to do the knocking on the doors, yes. to make sure we're getting name recognition, to doing all of this thing, all of these things. And if you want to run for school board, you should have said you wanted to run for school board yesterday. Yes. Because you're already behind. Yeah. If you're thinking about it, uh, contact us we'll contact you with the people that you need to be contacted with um and yeah you just um make it clear out there put it out there and start working for it because the the truth is and we were talking about this earlier you said that um there were really good candidates for the pastor of the school district last year in 2020 mm -hmm. for the november elections that did not get elected and we got four um four school board members that were elected and, and, and the ones that I knew about, they didn't get elected. Um, so we cannot, you know, cry mm -hmm. about the representatives that we had because we just didn't rally around them, you know, and we have to learn and we have to learn the same thing at the county level, at the quarter quarter level, um, the city councils, mayors, you know, we have to work for the representation that we that we want um and we have to stay there supporting them and keeping them accountable when when they're elected for office but you know i i would love to say oh you know there's like a simple e equation that you can follow and and you just gotta put like effort into these three months and it will work out that doesn't actually work out it doesn't help it has to be a movement it has to be consistent and that's why I agree with what you're saying is that we need more people in this movement because there's going to be some times where you just got to step down and got to take care of personal things. And we need people to stay in committed, engaged, uh, you know, keeping on the good fight. Right. And most importantly, too, which is, I think, why um, the movement with Paso Robles has been a little bit not not as strong. We need parents. We yes. need parents like y'all have voices students i don't know if you have any young folk listening but students y'all are powerful if this yeah. is student-led like look at ethnic studies it was a student-led movement in san francisco state yeah. like students have so much influence mm -hmm. and power um the reality is it does take a whole village to do things but mm -hmm. i also want to remind you we it would be amazing if we can get a hundred people to come together but if we had five parents that came together and led this that's all we need we don't need yeah. we don't need a lot of people you just no. need quality yeah 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 consistent engaged people and so if you're listening and you're like i think i'm doing the work i think that i'm interested um get a friend <laughs> get right. a friend to join you and then it'll be two parents or two students or two more voices um because it will make a difference. Believe me, it will make a difference. There are some uh, city council meetings, some school board meetings where there are like five people calling about a subject and those five people might be siding with the wrong decision. And um, if we can get five people to call in favor or against whatever it's happening, that can make an impact, you know? So we just need those five, so let's say 10. <laughs> And right. then that, that would make a huge difference. And, and that is the same thing when you call a representative, you know, you get five people to call, let's say your Congress member or your mayor and calling about the same issue and it will pick their attention, will get their attention because it's not usual that, you know, even that low of a number get organized around a topic. 
Yeah. And the biggest thing too, that I'm hearing is, okay, yeah, we need to get, you know, specifically talking about the Paso Robles school district that we need to get these, these folks voted out, but keep in mind what, what Rita was saying, this, this was the pick, this is what we're stuck with. So yeah. we still have this, this window of time mm-hmm. that these people still get to make important decisions. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we need to hold accountability. We need to watch what they're doing, mm-hmm. make sure we're being active and we need more people to join us. So trust me, you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to know everything. You don't need to know anything. Right? We we are, uh, you know, my biggest thing is I never, I knew the school board was was not that great, but coming into it and actually learning, it's it's pretty bad, everyone. <laughs> and it's, that's not to bash, like. You knew that it was a show, but now you know that now it's like I know a it's shit a, show. It's, it's a shit show, right? <laughs> it's, I, I used to play rugby and our coach used to yell at us and it's, it was like, what are you guys doing? It's like a fucking, <laughs> fucking class. Like, and it's so funny because now looking back on it, it's like, oh my gosh, what the heck were we doing? Right? Like what was going on? And that's, that, that's what's happening now. And it's, and I think uh, to be honest with you, Rita, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And we have to remember, remember those moments when we see Dr. Susana Lopez being attacked, yes. when we get reminded that the English, the Spanish language is not welcome in the school district. Yes. When we're seeing all of these cases, hold on to all of those moments and remember when the time comes to vote because my fear straight up with you Rita my fear is that in a world that moves so fast Mm -hmm. that we're gonna forget about all of this and come election season people are gonna not want to participate they're not gonna show up yeah and it's gonna be all over again right now we have Chris Arend but it's gonna be either someone worse or someone equally as bad yeah, and that's that's the danger. That's the dangerous side. We think it's really bad, but it could it could get worse. It could be really really bad. And um, shout out to everyone that showed up to Lucia Mar school board meeting and to also the pastoral school board meeting because your voice was heard and your pushback made it. So uh, yeah, those two school boards and race um, matters that showed up to the yeah, school board race meeting. Matters and the NACB. Double yes, yes. So, Thank you for staying engaged, for staying involved. And if you have heard of, of those groups, um, like the Friends of Lucia Mar Forward or Race Matters Slow or NWACP, uh, just continue following them, continue um, seeing their call to actions because you know there are so many things happening in the community and there are so many important things, but also our plates are so full that if we do call to action for something, it's because it's it's um it's something important and something that needs right. attention from the community and you know keep an eye on what's gonna happen on the IWMA if it gets um, dissolved or not um, keep an eye on what's happening with voting rights the voting model the club recorder at the county level because they're gonna be deciding how many hours or poll locations are open where the polling locations are gonna be uh, you know the the windows they can make really important decisions that can. Uh, completely change the way that our representatives are elected. So keep an eye on, on those things. We'll continue talking about politics, of course, and it wasn't, it's, I don't think it's anyone's intention to talk about politics, but politics just get to us, you know, and they, <laughs> they have come to our school boards. And if our education system continues to be politicized, uh, we'll be there paying attention, making sure that our voice is heard. Um, so anything else that you would like to say, Yesenia? You know that it was a oh. really big... Oh, we haven't chosen the Sorayo or the Soraya. Okay. Yeah, the Soraya, the Sorayo. Um, 
I would say it's a Soraya in specific to the the Paso Robles school district and the Soraya. Keep in mind Soraya with uh, telenovelas is just this like awful character, right? Um, who is just not not a not. How would you explain a Soraya? La Soraya is. Uh, I think it's the last episode that was the one that was killing the vibes and that um, it's just, yeah, dragging you down. Yeah, I would say the Soraya is Erin Haley. She's the director of curriculum and instruction at the Paso Robles Joint Unified School District. Mm. She has um, made false promises, right? She said that she was going to do a lot better with the the translations. Mm. And, you know, she she has such a powerful role. Mm. And we've made ourselves available to her. And she just hasn't taken the invitation and I think she's, uh, you know, taking things too personal mm. and she needs to remember that uh, we can work together, but she needs to, she needs to do her end of the part. So the Soraya of the day is Erin Haley yeah. that, um, you know, unfortunately, um, I will be filing a complaint against her in regards to the, to the lack of no accountability on her end. So, yeah, we just got to do better. got to do better. Like, um, people have been put on notice a long time ago and we have been asking fairly and so respectfully and at some point it just you know if they want to double down on their end why aren't we doubling down on our own requests yeah and i would also ask like please send an email to the school district about all the nonsense you've heard today like we really need the emails call in make the time like it's it's not it's not good guys we need you guys to come out and support if you can show up to a to a board meeting even better yeah and you might think uh well why would i be so interested in school board meetings um the thing is that those decisions that are made on how our kids are educated um have really long lasting impacts and it's it's it moves it moves us in the wrong direction as a county and if we let it happen in a little school board it's going to happen in, in bigger rooms and we're just letting those people in power um, feel more emboldened by by the power that they're gaining. And to me, the Soraya, I have two Sorayos today for the show. One of it, one of them is Dan Dao uh, by not uh, accepting that he has been disqualified uh, from the Tiana Rada case for conflict of interest, from asking donations when he shouldn't be asking for donations. Um, in the context of uh, the work that he's doing against the Black Lives Matter movement. And also because he's just completing, continuing to double down on against Black Lives. And then the second Soraya for me is Chris Arendt for, again, I feel like they're pretty much the same person, Kendall <laughs> and Chris Arendt. Um, Chris Arendt for just continuing his fight with um, uh, the idea of ex- of institutionalized racism mm-hmm. and the attack on the Hispanic community. Yeah, and for being triggered by uh, strong Latinas. But oh, you know, yes. Sorry, Chris, we're here. Yes, we're no moving. nos vamos a ir, Chris. Este mensaje es para ti si nos estás escuchando. Uh, <laughs> si quieres que vayamos a practicar hablando español, yo te invito a un cafecito y sí. practicamos. Cafecito, unos taquitos, unos tamales. Um, <laughs> Cuando quieras, Chris Arendt, hablamos contigo. Sí. Yeah. 
but we're gonna continue speaking Spanish in your face and we're gonna continue being loud and continue to educate ourselves and we need to create spaces where we can talk about you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, those are my two sorayos. Um, but yeah, I think we wanna just tell our community, uh, andale, chale, apurate. Let's get involved at school board level, to so the county level, to so your city council level. It really makes a difference. Just choose a level and get involved. Um, shout out to everyone that has been involved already and that's making their voice heard. We're, we hear you. We are here for you. We really we appreciate, appreciate you. you. Yes. And one more time, just register to vote. If you're not registered to vote, registrense para votar si no están registrados. And just help community leaders that are putting in the work because... Uh, this is heavy. It's super heavy. And it's, and it's, uh, there's a lot going on, right? Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> a lot. And, but you um, know what? We're excited because I, I know we're, I know people are watching. Yeah. Like maybe they're not participating, but they're watching. And I know we're inspiring people. Like that's one yeah. thing. Like we're inspiring. Like, like we have been hustling so hard and been mm -hmm. so consistent that, like what Rita was saying, if you can't see, that there's a lot of heart behind all of this, then obviously like you're not following the movement, right? You're not seeing the actual dedication, the blood, sweat and tears going yeah. into these things that, you know, we, we, we do care at the end of the day. They're, it's coming from a good place. Yeah, and I think it applies to many activists and not only, sorry, there are birds outside my house. <laughs> um, it doesn't just apply to our work and the activists that are, you know, uh, mobilizing people, but also to activists like Tiana Rada, who um, I know that anything that she has done ha came from a, a place of looking for justice and looking for equality and uh, the recognition of injustice. So um, just stay strong, stay strong uh, around those community leaders because they're there's a lot of people that want to paint us in the in the wrong picture. And yes, the colors that, that the attack they wish. is real. Yeah, and so um, help those community leaders, especially the ones that are the most um, out there, the the most vocal, because there's a target. You know, there's a target that we can deny. So um, we're 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 gonna continue following the example of Tiana Rada and the Tiana and the Free Tiana Coalition, and and continue working from a place of joy and just being ourselves and doing what we like to do and what we want to do. But uh, we, hope, we hope to see you out there and to hear your voice in the next meeting, um, the next school board meeting or county meeting. So yeah, I think that's it for today. Thank you everyone yes. for listening. Gracias. This is our second episode. Um, and we're going to be here uh, in two weeks again, um, sharing with you the latest happening in the Central Coast, San Luis Obispo County. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, and also you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, I believe Google Podcasts as well. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, you can send us an email to chicaspoliticaspodcast at gmail.com or just contact us on social media and we like to interact with our followers. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to us. Yes. Have Gracias. a nice weekend. Love you guys. Nos vemos mi gente.